You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to The Nerd Table. I am Chris, and I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing today. No idea where we're going. Zero clue what we're going to talk about. And sometimes that just makes the show even better. I'd like to toss this over to my co-host in crime. Please say hello to Dan Peck. Hello, Dan. Oh, no, the fight's out. I'm about to punch your lights out. Say hello to Eric Flores. Hello, Eric. Oh, my God. It's our (laughs) second one. (laughs) Hello, gentlemen. (laughs) Do you have a heart monitor, like a Apple Watch or a Fitbit? Like, what's your your BPM right now? (laughs) Probably close to 120. (laughs) Shouldn't be alive. Sounds like a sounds like a techno song. The boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Eric defies death. <laughs> According to this heart rate monitor, you shouldn't be alive. Yeah, well, pops another monster. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny as I already feel dead inside. No. Oh. <laughs> Man, this show got dark real fast. I mean, I've been posting some pretty dark memes today. <laughs> Everything okay? <laughs> oh, I'm just like, I thought that like, that line continued and it was dank memes today. <laughs> well, dank meme day is every day. I just found myself uh, kind of waiting a lot for freaking, like, I, I work on ice machines. So I literally watch machines make ice. And you know how boring that can be? I might as well just go on Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let's not talk about what our jobs were like today. I need this weekend. We'll put it that way. (laughs) I need... This is my three-day weekend, and I need it. So what's basically been happening with my schedule case people haven't been following along is generally now I uh we do we do a Friday night recording when I have my 3-day weekend but when I have to work on Saturday we usually don't record until after I get home on Saturday because I usually have to close on Friday and then open on Saturday cuz Saturday is a short day there's no closing shift it's all an open cuz it's a short day so I I'm always usually the reason we we push the recording back so what's going to basically happen for the future now, guys, is you're possibly going to get shows anytime between Saturday and Monday morning. We are no longer operating on a set schedule. You will get a show over the weekend, but I can't guarantee when it's going to come out. What I will say, though, is if we get it done and edited the night before, I usually schedule it for 7 a.m. the next day. If you don't see it at 7 a.m. that morning... Hold on to your butts, because it's going to drop at any moment during the day. 
No idea when. But that's kind of what's been happening here. So anything fun happened this past week, boys? Uh, dog saw snow for the first time. Oh, did the dog like the snow? Uh, it did not give a shit. It needed to poop so bad. I, I completely understand that. So life. you mean it literally gave shit? Well, yeah, I guess it did give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Big old dookie. So you got snow up there sticking around? Yeah. And I mean, it's melted, but some days it's there. Some days it's not. It's like, uh, just roll the dice. You never know, really. Welcome to the yeah. north, buddy. Yeah. You never was, know what's going to happen. I literally, yeah, I went somewhere and I was just like, is it, is it raining? Nope, that's snow. And then I made it home and it was like a really light snow. And then I made it home and I'm just like, holy shit, it fucking snowed. <laughs> <laughs> went to sleep, woke up the next day and I was just like, oh, it just looks like it rained. Oh, yeah, the, the the infamous early season snows where it starts accumulating. You're like, oh, boy, but it's, it the ground hasn't gotten cold enough for it to stick around, so it's just gone the next day. You're like, well, that was a thing that happened. I had frost on my windshield for the first time this past week for the season, so I was just like, ah, oh, here we go, busting out the ice scraper. You get that crunch. Uh, you get that like that crunchy fil- film on the grass that I kind of like walking through. Yeah, it's like the morning dew froze. Yeah, it leaves footprints and everything. It makes the crunchy noise. I like that. Yeah, it's nice because it's not. It's like you're walking on. It's it's solid, but it's not a sheet of ice. It's not a sheet of ice. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing you can do when you're on a sheet of ice. I have friends who have never seen snow before, and I'll always send them pictures. And they're just like, I, I literally can't even imagine what this is like. Like, you got to experience it one time. Well, when I was in college the one year, when I was in Canada, and everyone went home for Christmas, I was the only person that had a white Christmas. So I went out and took a picture and sent a picture to everybody. That's the thing. Where, where we live, we rarely ever get white Christmases anymore. But we will absolutely get destroyed by the end of January. So yeah, I don't think I have, I've had a white Christmas since then. I mean, I've had a white it's Thanksgiving. Down, yeah. We had a white Halloween once. That happened. I had it snowed on Halloween almost every year growing up. Almost every year. That's <laughs> nuts. Friggin' insane. Yeah, you'd go out, it'd be fine, because when you go out... There would still be sun. The sun would still be out a bit. And then, you know, a couple hours later. Did you wrap up and it's dark? When I lived in Florida, on one of the coldest days, there was actually frost on the windshield. And I was like, what What do I do? (laughs) Like, I don't have a scraper in Florida. Like, why why the fuck would I have one? Just turn on the heat and wait. A few minutes. Pretty much, yeah. At that point, I didn't know if the heat even worked in my car. Again, I'm in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what you do? Is you uh, put on a pot of water until it's boiling hot, and then you throw it at your windshield. 
Oh, I hear that's a terrible idea. Yeah, that's how you crack a windshield. Yeah, it's one hundred percent how you crack a windshield. Because it goes from below freezing to boiling hot in half a second, and that will break anything, pretty much anything. Do you ever see the guy, the video of the guy clearing the snow with a flamethrower? Yes, yes, I have. Have you seen the? I think it's a vine of this guy. He's he's uh, shoveling snow, and then he starts to fall. And it takes him, like, legit a full minute to actually fall. Because <laughs> he's just flailing around, and he ends up throwing the shovel. Just fall already! <laughs> it just won't fall down. I, because I, I, like, I think I fell in, uh, in the snow or on ice all those years, like, twice. And I, I'm convinced I've hurt myself not falling by not falling. You just gotta fall sometimes. You just gotta sometimes, if you're going down, the best thing to do is to try to aim for the snow itself. Just let it happen. You're gonna pull something or break something trying to not fall. Dude, yeah, because that happened once. My feet slipped out from under me, and I grabbed like a railing and caught my balance. But I almost pretty much did a split, and that hurt. And I'm like, I think at this point, I should have just fallen on my ass. You, a, you bruised your coccyx. Well, yeah, but this case, I pulled my groin. So. Enjoyed it so much, you might pull it again. <laughs> and then again. If we're talking about weird stuff this week. What the hell are we even going to talk about? Uh, well, so, it's Thanksgiving next week. It is, I yes. Know, right? I feel like next week we're going to be too fucking stuffed to even talk. We're just going to be like, turkey. Stuff it. <laughs> Turkey, turkey, uh, turkey. <laughs> uh, so I had a I had an Oreo cake this past week. Oh yeah, I did. I uh, now was it a cake that was adorned Oreo like, or was it just a giant Oreo? <laughs> no, that would have been something. A, a complete fuck up at the factory. No, double stuff. Not, not two hundred <laughs> times the size. <laughs> What do we Why do with the cookie so much bigger too? What do we do with this? <laughs> uh, we'll mark it as a cake. Brilliant. No, but I did see that giant Reese's cup that they've that's like pie sized, and I'm like, yep, I need one of those, and I would eat the whole thing. You know what I actually had today was one of the Reese's brownies. Mm. I don't know how I feel about it. On one hand, it was really good. But the fudge was dry. Yeah. You need, you, you need more water in your diet. <laughs> no. So what we did was uh, my wife went out. She's like, I'm getting you a cake for your birthday. I'm like, sweet. She's like, do you want uh, do you have a choice or anything? I'm like, no, surprise me. You know what I like? And she found an Oreo cake. And it's, it's, it's a chocolate cake, but it's, you know, it's got the crispy, the, uh, the cookie pieces on it, the white frosting that kind of tastes like the Oreo stuff. I'm like, this thing is friggin' amazing. And that was my birthday cake. And I want to give a shout out to everybody who did, the, of course, the happy birthday wish, because I got tons of them. Uh, Facebook was a jerk and hid them from me when I went to go start 
thanking everybody individually, Facebook was like, uh, yeah, no, no, we're, you don't get to see any more of these. So if I missed you, blame Facebook. I tried to thank everybody individually. I wrote it to your face in Twitch. <laughs> you did. Yes. You wrote it to my face. You said it to my face. The, the old Alex Riley reference. Dear God. Memba Alex Riley. Anybody out there who knows anything about wrestling is rolling their eyes at the mention that I just mentioned Alex freaking Riley on this show. Because that's a useless name in the world of wrestling. Just remember, at one point, they considered him one of the top six guys in the company. Yeah, he was going to be a top guy. And yeah, we'll see how that turned out. So... We've been coming up with some ideas, and I want to float this by the listeners. I've been openly discussing getting more serious about YouTube content because I really, really, really want to work more with stuff on the YouTube. I think that's going to be a key factor to getting us noticed and getting us more more views and everything. Um, one of the things we're going to do... So we're going to get Eric here to watch some classic wrestling matches and get his live thoughts. And I and I've expressed that idea to a couple of people and they love it. So Eric, you you're going to be ready for this. I mean, yeah. I know <laughs> nothing. I might I might recognize a few people because just how famous they are outside of wrestling. But I, I'm not going to have a fucking clue. Hey, that's The Rock. <laughs> yeah. I know who that is. Like, I, I can name the people. It's going to be The Rock. It's going to be uh, Stone Cold. Uh, John Cena. I think that's it. Well, Hulk Hogan, right? Well, I hope you know who uh, Hulk Hogan and, is. Uh, you know who Rey Mysterio is. Well, I know his mask. <laughs> I, I don't think I've actually seen his face. <laughs> he looks younger than us and he is way older than us yeah, he, well that's the power of the mask he's it's a, probably like the same thing that the helmet of uh, uh, Juggernaut is just keeping him fucking forever young pretty much yeah uh, so a couple of quick I, I got a lot of fun birthday messages I got I got some texts I got some private messages. So I want to I want to give a couple of personalized thank yous for some of the personalized messages I got. Number 1, Brittany, please feel better. She's like, "I'm so sorry I would give you a better birthday message, but I'm super sick." And I hope she feels better. Our friend Brittany. You kn you know who I'm know. talking about. Yeah, Brittany Rose. Yeah. It's Brittany, bitch. <clears throat> I wonder how often she's had to hear that. Probably too much. Too much. Yep. <laughs> um, another one was uh, from our friend Paul. And I said flat out, I'm like, dude, like I said, I'm like, thank you so much. I love that you're a fan of the show and we need to have you on. And I think he would be all for that. So, Paul, whenever we can arrange this, buddy, let's get you on here and we can discuss... Uh, we can discuss your Disney history. 
We should actually pull, pull him onto Park Hopper and actually do his Disney history because Paul's Paul did a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he did. So he's probably got some great stories to share. But we'll leave it up to Paul what he wants to do. If he wants to come on Park Hopper and talk Disney, or if he'd rather come on the nerd table and talk nerd shit. Uh, either way, we're going to bring up Disney, so he's not getting out of it. <laughs> but well, we're going to leave that one up to him. And uh, it's it's cool because you hear from people that you wouldn't normally expect to hear from. So I, I do appreciate every single person who said happy birthday. And I tried very hard to respond to everyone personally, but Facebook likes to hide stuff. They try they try to do that thing where they put them all in one place to make it easier for you, but then they just completely disappear off your timeline, so you can't even find them. And if anybody out there wants a birthday gift for me, they're still advertising that stupid sexy Flanders Funko Pop. So if you get your hands on one, I I you know, I'm just saying. Birthday, Christmas, appreciation. Just saying. Just gonna throw that out there. Uh, I learned something this week too from one of my favorite TV shows that had an in joke. There, somebody has discovered that Penny on The Big Bang Theory actually has a last name. Oh, I saw that. Yes, I saw that, and I, I was, I was like, holy shit! And it's such a good backstory to it. So. The, the idea behind the, the joke with Penny was that they never, th- that was going to be one of the running jokes. They never, were never going to reveal her last name. Uh, they've actually had said that people came close to guessing it, but never actually revealed it. And the one thing they said was, oh, but we will reveal what Penny's last name is in the finale. Well, they did, but she was married to Leonard by then, so. Her last name was Penny Hofstadter. But what was her maiden name? Well, there's an answer Wait, what to was, this. What was Leonard's maiden name? What was what? What was Leonard's maiden name? Uh, when we have Joey Image on the show, and we will, we're going to, I'm going to just confront him with that. Because, yes, we we need to, we need to tell that story and get his point of view on it. Surprisingly, he actually remembers that story. So, all right. They they didn't really ever want... Uh, they, they never really wanted to reveal it. In fact, Kaylee Cuoco flat out said that that was something she enjoyed, having the mystery behind. There was a lot of hint that her last name was actually Wyatt. But that was her father's first name. Keith Carradine plays her daddy. And... Leonard had addressed him as Wyatt, and then people were like, oh, maybe that's actually the last name, and that's how he likes to be addressed. But no, that was not the case. Nope. All the way back in season two, we're going back to like 2008. She's opening some boxes with a UPS label on them, and it clearly says on the label, Penny Teller. So her last name is Teller. Or at least it was. Which is an homage to Penn and Teller. Penelope Teller. And Teller appears on The Big Bang Theory. In, like, one of the last seasons, too, isn't it? He plays Amy's dad. 
And it's funny too because he's uh he becomes enamored with Howard because Howard does magic tricks and he's loving watching the magic tricks, which makes it even better. <laughs> Howard's doing like super basic sleight of hand and he's sitting there clapping, going, Do it again, do it again. <laughs> Like a little kid. It's great. I love that it was Teller plays her dad and Kathy Bates plays Amy's mom. And that's just perfect. Of course, Penny's at mom was playing. Yeah, good. At, at any point in your life, did you ever want to be a magician? Yes, actually. Yes. What about you, Dan? I mean, not fully. I've always wanted to know a few little hand things, but. So, who was the magician that did you in? Because I feel like there's got to be a magician that just, like, you, you wanted a copy or something. Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller? It was Penn and Teller. Yeah, it was always the, it was always the funny ones, like Amazing Jonathan. Oh, Amazing Jonathan's hysterical. One of my favorite yeah. ones he does is he's, like, he's setting up a one, and he's like, anybody got a lighter? And someone throws a lighter to him on stage, he catches it, he removes a towel and it's just a freaking jug full of lighters and he puts it in there. <laughs> <laughs> he just has a jug full of lighters. And he's like, wait a second, I'm a little parched. And he'll go down and open up a bottle that says it's, it's you know, glass cleaner and he'll drink the glass cleaner. Yeah, no, he is really fun. My, one of my favorite uh, ones is... Tinted uh, water or something, you know. One of my favorite ones is he he's gets the guy to, like, look at the card and figure out what it is, and he does something ridiculous with them. He's like, is this your card? The guy's like, no. He goes, oh, you would have freaked out if that was your card, though, right? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the funny magicians are always entertaining. Close, they had a close-up guy at the, the last... One of the last times I went to the Spaghetti Warehouse in, in Syracuse, uh, they had a close-up magician there because it was, like, a, a, a big Saturday where there was going to be a lot of people there. I have a magician story. This happened at one of my Cub Scout events. We had a magician there. And I remember this, too, because it was... He got us with this. And it was brilliant. So he's doing a trick, right? And I guess one of the kids sitting off to the side saw how he did it. So he asked the kid to just keep it quiet for a minute. But he stuffed a handkerchief into his fist. And when he revealed what was in his fist, it was actually an egg. And he's like, all right, all right, so this guy over here saw it, so let me show you what I did. He's like, I palmed the egg, so you can't see it, and there's, you know, it's a hollow egg, and there's a hole in it. And I'm actually stuffing the handkerchief into the hole, right? Like, mm -hmm. and he's he's demonstrating how he does it. He's just like, yeah, so you guys saw how it's done, so I'll go ahead and reveal this to you. He goes, and then he goes, and when you get really good at the trick, and he had just put the handkerchief into the hole and he literally rips the hole off like it's a sticker. And he's just like, oh, you can rip the sticker off. And then when you get really good and then he cracks the egg open, it's a real fucking egg. So he completely set us up to get caught so he could blow our minds that way. And I never forgot that. I'm like, that is the type of shit that I would want to do. I would want to do something that looks like I fucked up only to blow everybody's mind after the fact. Oh, I think I've, there was also um, one of the Weird Al shows I went to. The uh, the way they did it, at least then, during the Running With Scissors tour, is the guy would come out and do the, all the opening announcements. And then he'd be like, and now your opening act, which is me. <laughs> and, uh, 
and it was supposed to be like a local comedian. And one of the times he started by doing a handful of magic tricks and then went into his comedy routine. That's awesome. Yeah, I would. So I know that um, my parents have been to Vegas a couple of times with some of their friends and they have seen Penn and Teller live. They've seen Amazing Jonathan live. They said it's the funniest show. It's so worth it. They loved it. And, and then I remember the one year they went, uh, one of my dad's friends insisted on seeing Siegfried and Roy. And I'm like, so how was that? They're like, it was, it sucked. Total waste of money. They're like, they don't even do good magic. And most of it's basically a Cirque du Soleil routine. Like, you might as well just go to the circus at that point. I'm like, oh, that's so disappointing. That's sad. They got mauled by a tiger, so. <laughs> you know. <laughs> They were not at that show, but that that did happen. Hey, uh, speaking of Penn and Teller, Dan, mm-hmm. I think this would be a good segue to discuss something that you've been enjoying this week. Oh yeah, it's uh, this week has been Desert Bus for Hope. As a matter of fact, they're in their last hour right now as we are talking. Right now, everyone's giving their thank yous until the volunteers and stuff. Now, I think I probably talked about it briefly last week. Um, it's a technically like a charity telethon. They're raising money for Child's Play Charity, which provides video games for children in hospitals and has been uh, also doing research on it. And there's like certain procedures and things they can do to people without anesthesia if they're playing a video game. Usually it's VR stuff because you're like completely encased in the game, and you just don't notice that they're poking around at your teeth or they're messing around with your knee or, you know, because you're so into the game. Uh, right now they have one million one hundred eighty-six thousand five hundred seven dollars this year, with thirty-nine minutes to go. Hmm, crazy. That's awesome. Penn Teller come in because that's the desert bus part. They were making a game for Sega CD, and they were trying to get back at the uh, along with the ESR. What led to the ESRB? All those government hearings and stuff about our video games corrupting our children, like the comics were in the early 1900s. Um, and some stupid people said some stupid shit. And one of them was was like, games should be like educating children and preparing them for their future. And so they put a mini game in there where you literally drive a bus from Tucson to Las Vegas and nothing happens. And it's just eight hours and you're driving. <laughs> and it's the most boring, no good game on purpose. And so they play that game while they do skits and songs and dances and stuff for, like, almost a complete week. This year, they're going to be two hours short of a complete week. Damn. I want to do a 24-hour stream next year for Extra Life Day, but I'm going to stick with just the 24 hours. Because unless I actually get people to come play and be part of the stream, in which case I am okay with... uh, Doing like shifts and stuff like that and making it longer, but but damn, like, yeah, I can't, uh, 
24 hours, I think, would be the most I could actually do consecutively on a stream without going nuts. Here's the thing, though. If you do a 24-hour stream, what would you set as your starting and end point? That's the thing. Um, You you want to take a nap on a regular day and then go? Do you want to go as soon as you wake up? Do you want to go... Yeah. I think... I would have to do midnight to midnight. And, and here's why, right? Because the day before, you can prep and, and eat and do all that stuff and, and actually get some rest, wake up, start the stream at midnight, run all the way to the next midnight. You're going to be fucking exhausted and and then immediately go to sleep while the sun is down See. and at least get a good Six seven hours in. <laughs> that would probably be good, my, good way to yeah. do it. My eyes will shut down after a while. That's my yeah. issue. They'll just be like, "No, I'm not going to look at anything anymore." Stop. Close your eyes for an hour at least. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I could do 24 hours without taking a break though. Like I'm I'm gonna have to eat. I'm gonna have to shit. That's well, well, yeah. I mean, that's a natural thing, and I think people expect that you that there's going to be breaks, but like. You can do like a twenty-four hour thing, and and pull it off. I would probably do noon to noon, and here's why: I would sleep in as late as possible, right? You know, sleep until like ten, eleven o'clock, right? Get up, get everything ready, start the stream, have like a half an hour intro or something while I'm getting situated. Then really start doing the hardcore games, take a couple of breaks, you know, have my dinner break and everything, and then split up what I'm playing throughout the day. And then overnight, you know, just kind of do what I got to do, take take breaks where I need to. But the reason I would do noon to noon is because you have a better chance of having an audience for both your intro and your outro. Does that make sense? I mean... It depends. Like, it depends I mean, if you wanted audience, to, to be sure of that, you would want to. You probably want to do like seven or eight p.m. Yeah, at that point, you want to do. But it for then like, yeah. that would really mess with you're getting tired. That that that's my issue. Is like my eyes shut down after a while, and then I just I'm just tired, and I'm just gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna go to bed now, and like I've never just passed out ever in my life. Actually, no, that's a lie. Uh, when I was in high school, we did a weekend retreat, and we stayed up the whole night, the first night, and by 6 p.m. the next day, anytime I closed my eyes, I fell asleep immediately. <laughs> uh, and I had to stay up until, like, 9 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that, that would be that it. Was I would do it. In high school, I am now nearly 40 years old. <laughs> well, it would be on one of these alternating three-day weekends that I have, right? I, w- I would make sure that that's when I – I would make sure that I had, like, the time off. I would probably start on that Saturday, do the whole Saturday, go to Sunday till noon. Then I'd be done. I would sleep and just take it easy for the rest of the day. Like, I'd probably go to bed super early. I'd probably wake up in the middle of the night, but I would force myself to, like, stay in bed and rest and relax and go back to sleep. And Because I've done that before. That was the old college hours. And it wasn't that hard to reset from as long as you're not kind of – stupid about it but yeah um i think uh i think that's my only thing is i'd want people to be there for the ending for the beginning and the ending and that's 
to me that's the better shot to get it but uh let's let's open this up to some some comments from the people if because i i definitely want to do a 24-hour stream i'm gonna practice with a couple of them on some of these alternating weekends i'm gonna practice and do a cut like dedicate myself to doing a couple of streams and really just play something right yeah, just start getting to yourself where you can do like six hours and maybe eight hours. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like a six, an eight, a 12, and then start working up from there and then be like, okay, this wouldn't be so bad. You just got to, I just got to double it at this point. So. Yeah, my issue isn't going to be a desire to play a video game. Well, here's the thing. Eventually, what I would love to do is do a whole Extra Life weekend with our whole crew and do, like, a 48-hour stream, but there would be shifts on it, right? So, like, you'd have people who would who would be playing on the overnight shift, and then other people would disappear, like... You know, what I would do is I would I would do, like, a deal where you rent, like, an Airbnb or something, right? And you rent it for two days, and you do... You do a whole stream session there and you just set up your cameras and you just go. And when people get tired, they, they step out, they eat when they got to eat. They go to the bathroom when they got to go to the bathroom. Uh, people sleep. It, that's what desert bus does, right? They've got the shifts. Yep. Every people, day at six hour shifts. Yeah. Everybody has six hour shift. So that's pretty much what you do. And it would be, it would be something we could pull off and, I bet we could get a lot of eyes on us doing something like that. I have a hard time just playing a game and streaming at the same time. I, I feel like my concentration is put into one or the other. Like, well, that's I why it, de- on the- it depends on what I'm playing. Yeah. I mean, even I feel like even if it's just Mario at that point... I'm either concentrating too much on the stream and interacting, which is great, but then the gameplay suffers <laughs> severely. That's why I want or, us to be like a group like New Legacy is where like one person might be the main person playing. They could be playing with with like three of the other people online, but like one of them is like hyper focused on inter- interacting with the chat and being knowing what's going on. That's kind of what I wanted to do with our group streams. That would work. I like that. I really want to do that when I do the Super Nintendo Melee show, when I when we start going over the Super Nintendo library, because it would be fun to have somebody there to help monitor the chat, but also to like look up research of the game and history of the franchise and stuff like that, right? Like get like a, a group together to do it and do like an actual show out of it. That's something I really, really, really want to do. So, yeah. Ah, we got all these plans, guys. We got we got to implement some of these plans. I got some inspiration this past week though from my two writer buddies about how to put a book together and I've made a little bit of headway in that department. So, I mean, it won't be anytime soon, but at some point I might have something y'all can read. And, uh, well, I don't want to say anything just yet, but I want to talk to you about that idea I shot at you. Yeah. Eric's got a fun idea too. And we'll, we'll discuss more details on that. I don't want to, I don't want to get too cryptic though. Cause then when shit doesn't happen, 
uh, y- you know. Have I have I heard of this? I don't know. I don't know if Eric told you. Oh no, I haven't. I can give you the general idea. It's basically a scripted show. Yeah, it's a it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I liked it. Well, first you were like, hey, you want to do something? And of course, it's a project. So I'm like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. But then you told me what it was. I was like, you son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) I used capital letters for that one. So, all right. Let's, uh, Let's take a look here. We still have 25 original Facebook group members to give shout outs to. So I'll throw a couple of those out there. Get some content on this show because we don't know what the hell else we're doing. Then we'll figure it out. We'll go from there. Uh, I might actually kill all the shout outs depending on how this goes. So I'll try to, I'll try to pick some people who we can both shout out. Uh, but there's a couple in here that only I'm going to be able to talk about, but I'll talk about some of the, some of the fine folks who, of course, did acknowledge me on my birthday. Dan, let's talk about our friend Siobhan. Siobhan. He is the... Gas station. (laughs) Yeah, so Siobhan has gone his whole life hearing about being called Chevron because of the gas station, which I'm sure thrills him. Which isn't even like like me growing up with constant Karate Kid references. Like, it's changing letters to your name to do stuff, like... I guess that requires more creativity, but it's also like reaching. It's also dumb. For it's just reasons dumb. to make fun of somebody. Like I remember, I remember people thinking they were so clever. They're like, "Hey, <laughs> your name's Oatmeal." I'm like, "Is that supposed to be insulting?" I don't even understand. Delicious. Yeah, I don't even understand. Like, but uh, Chev is a notorious shit poster. <laughs> He is a self-appointed internet troll and was generally pretty bad at it. He somehow gets a lot of famous people in the wrestling industry to interact with him on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know how it starts, but they latch onto him and they stay on him for a He'll, long time. They'll get into full-blown arguments with him, like... I don't know how he pulls that off. He won't even be doing anything, and then all of a sudden one of them will just at him. Yeah, and then he's just, just like, where the fuck did that even come from? And I got to imagine that it, that that's got to be, like, murder on your notifications. Because I remember when I I posted something of it. It was when uh, Chris Jericho interviewed Jim Cornette on his podcast. And I made a comment. I'm like, oh, Jericho's interviewing Cornette. I know what I'm doing during my lunch break today. And both of them retweeted me. And the no- my notifications blew up so hard, I actually had to turn my notifications off because it was a little ding, 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 like, son of a bitch. Because two famous people retweeted me at the same time, which means I was getting every one of their followers was seeing it at the same time. I'm like, I can't handle this. Joe had that happen to him. He randomly said, somebody said something to Paul Heyman, and they're like, hey, can we get... Can you help can we me? Get, yeah, I was like, can I get a birthday shout out from a wrestling genius? From a wrestling genius. And he goes, I'll see if Joey Image is available. <laughs> Joe's thing just blew up. He actually has video of the notifications going off in real time. Because it's it's every two seconds somebody else chimed in. And he's like, I don't know why, why that even happened. Like, why did Paul think of me to be a, as a genius? We'll, we'll get to Joe's shout out in a minute here. 
But uh, Chev's a good dude. One of my favorite characteristics about Chev is that he very, very much loves his grandmother. And I think that that's pretty cool. Like, that's, like, legitimately, I think that that's cool that him and his grandma are so close. He's always talking about his cats being assholes, which I appreciate. And I don't know what goes on in his apartment building, but he's got some stories. <laughs> and I feel like we could make a sitcom out of Chev's apartment building. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 Does he live, like, in the hood or something? Kind of. I don't think he lives in a nice area. Uh, I know he lives in Minnesota. There's no bad neighborhoods in Minnesota. But he lives in the city. All cities have bad areas. I guess. No, they do. <clears throat> I mean, hell, when I'm talking, when I talk about Lancaster, people think of Amish people, but we have a pretty bad part of the city. <laughs> the Amish mafia. That's a thing. That is 100% a thing. <laughs> uh, but no, Chef, Chef's a good dude. He has definitely mellowed out on his trolling as he's gotten older. And so Chev is half black, but he has never once referred to himself as half black. Instead, he calls himself black, parenthesis half. And he we turned that into a gimmick and he ran with it. So I, I give him credit for that. So, Chev is not half black, he's black half. He loves that stupid joke, too. <clears throat> Alright, who can we give a shout-out to next? Here's one. Dan, should we give a shout-out to our old friend, Josette? Sure. Josette? She came over. She came the, from the Wiggly Group. Was, yeah, she was a smart wrestling fan, wrestling review show person like me. Myself and and Pat and a few other people, and she joined us when a bunch of us came over. We don't know Josette in real life, but we I would definitely hang out with her in real life. She seems like a very, very fine young lady who uses her left and right turn indicators. And she's been a young egg who I'm like 90% sure is older than me. <laughs> Doesn't matter how old she is. She likes wrestling and she likes cats, so she's okay with me. She just seems like a good person in general. And she's not the most active group member, but she's always been a, a loyal follower for us. And I know she listens to the show, so shout out to her. Uh, let me get a couple of quick ones here that you guys won't really be able to talk about. I want to give a shout out to my friend Stephanie, who's part of this group. Stephanie worked with me at the Mummy Ride at Universal. And she, I believe she helped open and run, runs an escape room in Orlando now. Which that has never, to be fun to put something like that together. I've never done an escape room. Well, I want to do the one in Lancaster because they have an Among Us themed room. <laughs> so, but you need, you need like a good group of people to do it with. You can't have, I don't want to go with strangers because I'm going to hate them. And... <laughs> I, I, need, I also need to not go with some of my dumbass friends because we'll never get out. But yeah, Stephanie and I worked at The Mummy together, which was such a fun ride to work at. It was a challenging ride to work at, but it was fun at the same time. So, And I'll give a shout out to my friend David, 
David and I work together at the Disaster Ride, and David's made some waves at Universal. He's been around the horn and done lots and lots of stuff with the theme parks, and had a little bit of a health scare this past couple of weeks, but he's okay now. And David, I'm glad you're doing better. So shout out to you, buddy. Uh, shout out to Christy. Christy was actually my attractions lead at Universal. She eventually became a manager. She no longer lives in Florida, but she's always been a really fun person to talk to. And she was one of the ones that surprised me. A while back, I was doing a blog project where I was interviewing people on who their favorite wrestlers of all time were because I wanted to kind of get a cumulative list together and see what the general populace considered to be their favorite wrestlers. And I'd posted one of those things on social media where, like, if, you, if you're seeing this, give me your 10. Doesn't matter how old of a wrestling fan you were. And not only did she provide a list for her husband, she provided one for herself. And it wasn't like a list of people that you would expect either. Like, the one that stuck out was Nikita Koloff. And I'm like, I don't even know that you would know who that is, but here we are. I mean, Nikita Koloff's not a name that modern wrestling fans are going to know, right, Dan? No. That's that's an NW. Well, actually, is- you know, he had a you know a uh, reality show a couple years ago, actually. Yeah, but I'm also talking about like just it, like as a wrestling fan in general, and I don't think his reality show was happening when I was doing this project. But yeah. Uh, so shout out to her. Shout out to Brian. Brian Murphy, another Safari gentleman. We worked at Safari together. We sat together to, when we went to go see the last Harry Potter movie and completely by chance. Shannon and I walked into the theater. We grabbed our seats. I got up to go to the bathroom. And when I came back, well, while I was gone... Brian, I didn't realize I was sitting next to a former safari driver at the time. And he was like, he asked my wife, he's like, is that man's name Chris? She's like, yeah, why? He's like, I think I know him. And sure enough, I knew him. I know he actually got to drive the boats at Magic Kingdom. The So that's really cool. He also owns his own gun business. And I think he can do a lot of stuff online. Uh, Murph's Firearms is the name of it. Look them up on social media. He does custom stuff too. I, I want to get a uh, I want to get a Walter PPK from him. Dead serious on that James Bond style. But always give a fun shout out to the Safari drivers. Let's give a shout out to somebody that Eric and I can give the shout out to this time. Eric, how about a shout out to our friend Matt Randall? Oh, I remember Matt Randall. Yeah, I, feel, I, I, man, I used to mess with him. <laughs> I used to mess with everybody. All right, hold on a second. The list of people you didn't mess with is probably smaller than the list of people you did. So can we just get that out of the way? Yeah, I mean, I if I messed with you, I liked you. That was that was pretty much it. <laughs> like I never did anything too extreme. No, but that's how I show affection. The hell, some hell of affection right there. <laughs> uh, Matt was an Interventions presenter. Uh, I remember he and I did spend a bit of time together at the old Vision House. Because when I learned Vision House, that was my first venue that I learned there. He was uh, he was all over the place at that for some reason. For some reason, he was always at Vision House. But <laughs> I always put him there. Oh, you're a jerk. 
He he answered question, and it's literally like, or uh, like that's that's normally where people get lost. They make it to Vision House somehow, and like I have no idea where the fuck I'm at. <laughs> that's no. why I always put him there, and then the other spot was um, Stormstruck because that's by the other entrance. Yeah, he did those quite a bit. I remember. I always, I always got along really well with Matt, and he got married recently, so congratulations to him, and he's been a follower of us, and I think he'd be fun to have on here. Did he get married? He did. Yeah, Matt got married recently, so congrats to him. Really good dude. We always had fun conversations with him, and I remember, I don't know whatever happened with this, but I remember him doing like a little video camera interview with me. I was at Vision House because of course I was. But it was really dead. There was nobody coming around to like do shows. Like we were all standing outside the house, right? Because we had nobody there to actually do a show for. And he showed up and he had a video camera and he was kind of doing like a little interview with us. And I don't actually remember what I talked about, but I hope he got something out of that. Because I think he was doing that for school. So I hope he got something out of that. I hope I helped you get a good grade, buddy. Everybody we talked to. Hope you got a good grade for him. Uh, How about somebody else we can shout out together, Eric? How about our old friend, Michelle? Michelle Armstrong? That would be the one. Oh, Oh, smelly Shelly. Uh... Michelle loves the two of us. She's by far one of my favorite people on the planet. She was always so much freaking fun. She got her cats because of me. I've never met anybody more positive in my life, really. No, for real, though. Like, she is such a positive person. She was always fun. She always had a smile on her face. She would always go out of her way to like to say hi and come visit. And yeah, she she would come over and play with the cats. And then she got inspired by my cats to not only go out and get a cat, but to get two of them. Somehow my cats inspired somebody to to say to my cats somehow got someone to look at them and go, yeah, I need that in my life. Man, your <laughs> shithead cats were well clearly they didn't eat her shoes <laughs> uh yeah um i'm a little sad that she moved to tennessee because if she still lived in ohio i was going to visit her when i go on my road trip in 2 weeks but unf- what why she moved to tennessee she, want- she wanted to move to tennessee she can move wherever she wants why would you move to she- michigan <laughs> Because you're the only ten. Michelle Armstrong, but now she moved. (laughs) (laughs) Now that she's cool, I don't know her husband, but he seems like type of guy that I'd be good friends with. And she has always loved like our friendship, Eric. She's always been like a fan of our friendship, probably because we were always really cool with her, but we also always fucked with her too. (laughs) So you guys are OTP. you know what it is, like I and I and I really have to say, like when it was the three of us around, it was like you and me were Poe and Finn, 
And she was Ray. Like, <laughs> that might be the best comparison I've ever heard and, in my and life. How much does this predate the sequel trilogy? A, a long, long time. <laughs> like I don't even at least even over a year making new movies. Yeah. Well over a year actually, because it came out in 2015, and I moved in 2014, so I was already done working there for a while. She's one of the few people that still actively stays in touch. And if I shoot her a message out of the blue, if we don't talk for a while, we always pick up where we left off. She's a really good person. And you know what? Normalize telling your friends you love them because I love her. It's not it's not weird to love your friends. Actually, it would be weird if you didn't love your friends. Then I don't know how you call them friends. All right, here's another person we can shout out together, Eric. How about a shout out to our friend Heather? Heather oh, is- Heather Feather. No, no, Jesus Christ, no. Heather Feather. There's a there's an obscure wrestling reference. Heather Quinn. I have, I have a funny story for Heather. Okay. And I I'm pretty sure she remembers this, but do you remember um, uh, Ronnie? Ronnie, the coordinator who became a manager? Yes. Yes. Okay, yes. So I'm supposed to be doing the research for Heather, and he's a manager at the time, and he calls me, and... (laughs) And I, God, I'm going to feel fucking awful for saying this. All right. So uh, he calls me. He's just like, hey, you, you nervous or anything? And I'm just like, nervous for what? Like, you're, you're going to be researching. Like, who am I researching? Because they haven't told me yet. Like, I knew that I was doing something for somebody, but I haven't. I, and uh, he was just like, oh, it's for, for Heather. And I'm just like, Heather? Oh, the you mean the hot manager? And, and he got all quiet. And I'm like, I'm on speaker, aren't I? And she's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh man, that was we 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 still ended up doing the whole research and everything. But God, that was fucking awkward. <laughs> Good job, Eric. Yeah. Good job. I probably should have used. I'm glad I didn't use any like super descriptive things. Well, that would have been, first of all, you shouldn't have been doing that much in front of the manager anyway, but, but I mean, it, it's you, on, so at the same time, I. Yeah, that, that was pretty tame compared to what I normally do. So Heather lives in Spooky City now. She's in St. Augustine. Where what? she Where she can be among the ghosts that she adores. Oh. Heather's cool because she's a very old fashioned type person. Uh, she's a really good singer. She's done plays. She's done excellent cosplays. I think Dan's even seen her cosplay work before. Yeah. Didn't she do that for, like, Think Geek as well? Yes. Yeah. Before they went out of business or got bought by GameStop or whatever. GameStop ruins everything. I thought they were already owned by GameStop and then just had to... Yeah, and then GameStop decided that they would take care of all of the. Don't let failing businesses buy out good businesses. I love that. Hey, how about you guys no longer have stores and you just sell your stuff at our stores? Seriously. I love that store, too. 
I, I, I would always go down every time I was visiting, I would go visit her at the store, but I was like, but I'm also like going to the store, right? <laughs> so that was always just a ton of fun. But yeah, no, she's a, she's a really cool person. We've stayed in touch and she'll always at least attempt to make time when I go down to visit and there aren't that many people who do that anymore. But she's in that redhead category with Katie, the cool redheads who I still love in my life. Just just not that many redheads out there anymore that are that are that cool. But yeah, there's Heather, just two. there's Katie. <laughs> well, my friend Claire and we there's others, but they're the ones that they're the ones that I think about the most when it comes to like the cool redheads. But yeah, no, I re- we always we always got along really well. But she's another person we got along with better after after I left Disney because I feel like her and I both have a negative connections to Disney with how our careers ended up. So I think that kind of created a little bit of a bond between us. But I feel like. Oh, man, I don't want to talk bad about Disney because I did have a lot of fun. But Disney is one of these things where they try to dictate your life even outside of Disney. Mm-hmm. Which is a problem. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give a I'm going to give a quick shout out here to my friend Brandon, a.k.a. Alurize from the Among Us streams, although he hasn't played with us in quite a while. Which is quite sus. Quite sus. Well, that's Brandon in a nutshell. Uh, Brandon's a good dude, but I have seen his anger <laughs> issues come out, and I've seen him punch holes in walls. So, yeah, let's uh, let's not get on Brandon's bad side. But he was my coworker. We played Among Us. We had a, we had a really fun time at Micro Center together, building his PC. He spent like three grand that day. But, That's how you do it. But yeah, but he was determined to build a a hell of a machine. Uh, I know. I, I think he's doing pretty well. But Brandon, if you are listening to this, stop leaving me on red, you son of a bitch. Respond to my text, even if you're not going to be able to play Among Us with us. Just tell me you're not going to be able to play. It's not that hard. All right, one more big shout out, and then we'll we'll move on to other stuff here because we're approaching the top of the hour on the program. Let's give a personal shout-out to my good friend, Joey Image. This is another personal friend. Joe and I go way back. Dan's known Joe for quite a while. Oh, it's the weather. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the doorbell. Uh, Joe, we need to have Joe on at, for an interview thing, because he can actually talk a lot about geek stuff, too, because he's really, really smart with building computers and everything. But... Joe and I met – this was actually my second ever wrestling show that I was doing ring announcer work for was the first time I met Joe. So here's here's the story. Joe was one of the only other people working for Johnny Glitter at that time that was from New Jersey. So we, we pretty much got along instantly, plus, you know, the Italian heritage and everything. Although, unlike me, Joe is actually a full-blooded Italian. He's an FBI. And <clears throat> the story was – that Glitter didn't want to use Joe anymore because Joe kept picking dates over his show and he was their cruiserweight champion at the time. 
So Glitter didn't want to book Joe anymore. It's another funny thing to hear. Yes, because Joe is not a cruiserweight under any circumstance. So Glitter did not want to book Joe again. So he took the belt off of Joe and put it on one of Johnny Rod's boys. For people who don't know, Johnny Rod's is... He was fam- he was pretty much famously an enhancement talent for the WWF, but he opened up a really cool, respectable training school in New York City. A lot of guys, a lot of people came out of that, and we worked with a we worked with a bunch of them, and that crew was pretty much on Glitter's good side. So he took the belt off Joe and put it on one of those guys. Right. Well, after a couple of outdoor shows that summer. The entire crew refused to come back. Something broke down. I don't actually remember what the story was. I I heard about it at the time, but typical petty wrestling bullshit. And Glitter had to pretty much have a fallback plan and figure out what to do with his... Because his heavyweight champion and his cruiserweight champion were both part of that crew. And he didn't know what to do with the belts. But he convinced one of them... He convinced the other guy to come back to drop the belt... And he put the belt back on Joe. <laughs> and suddenly, Joey Image was one of his favorite people again. And, yep. But we ended up bonding, and Joe became one of my best friends in real life. He is a very funny, very wacky guy. He's gruff around the edges, but I appreciate brutal honesty from people way more than I'd ever appreciate anybody, you know, lying to my face. You know where you stand with him. It's the stereotypical full-blooded Italian from New Jersey. They can be assholes and come across as very standoffish, but they're never, ever lying to you about their feelings. Joe's just a – he's a really funny, goofy guy. He's way smarter than he'll ever give himself credit for, but his brain sometimes – just blanks out on him and then he'll just say something that has nothing to do with the conversation. Somebody rang the doorbell at our friend Matt's house and Joe said, Oh, is that the weather? Everybody stopped and looked at him. He's like, Oh, I meant the doorbell. Like how the hell did you get weather out of that? We've never figured that one out. And neither is he, but I had a blast when Joe and the boys came down and visited me at Disney. Joe, I brought Joe to magic kingdom where he wore his Mount and Do Me shirt, which was great because I was employed there at the time, getting him in on my main gate. So that was a very appropriate shirt to wear to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite stories is we got Joe to ride Mission Space Orange without telling him what it was. Eric, how do you feel about that? Mm. <laughs> so for people who don't know... Uh, Mission Space is a flight simulator where you take off in a rocket and travel to Mars. Is it? Well, there's two versions of the ride. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. The green version of the ride is your standard motion simulator where it just moves around and does whatever is happening in front of you on the camera. That's the green mission. The orange mission will actually spin you. It'll put you in a, like a centrifuge thing, and it'll spin you so hard that you feel the Gs. Like, you will be sucked into your seat and feel the G-forces on yeah, your chest. Yeah, I see you have to be four inches taller to do the orange mission. Yes, you do. They they also had toned it down like three fucking times. Yeah, they did. They had to. They provide you with air sick bags. 
on the ride in case uh, you need them. So Joe's not a ride person. Him and our, our friend Mike were, were not the ride people. Now, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, thank you. Thank you for not leaving me hanging. Uh, Joe was, of course, operating with a hurt back, hurt neck, and everything from wrestling. Uh, Mike's had Mike having spina bifida had some health issues where his back would bother him. So intense rides weren't really for them. But every now and again, we would be able to convince them to do something, and we convinced Joe to go on this. But the thing was, because the guys hadn't done it, and the other guys, CJ, John, and Decker, were a bit more thrill seekers like me. I convinced everybody to go on Orange, and Joe agreed to come with us. I said, this is going to be pretty intense. And I we, we, we did prepare him for it, but he didn't really know what he was getting himself into. So, because five of us were going in, they split the party, because the pods only have four people in them. So, John and I split off and went with another party of two, and then Chris... CJ and Joe had their own pod to themselves. So I didn't witness what happened, but I heard the story firsthand afterwards. Because, of course, you know, you get on the ride. That thing really presses down on you. And I remember even John was just like, whoa. Like, I could hear him, like, next to me just being like, damn, at the experience of it. And we get off the ride, and Joe's nowhere to be found. (laughs) He's outside. And he's shakingly lighting up a cigarette (laughs) because the ride, he did not do well on that ride. And I remember we all, we're we're all like sitting down. We're like, you okay, buddy? And he takes a puff of his cigarette and just looks, he's like, fucking Gary Sinise tried to kill me. (laughs) (laughs) For people who, for people who don't know, Gary Sinise is the actor they use in the pre-show video. So, in case anybody's curious of why why Gary Sinise's name came up. In case you're wondering who Gary Sinise is. Well, yeah. Lieutenant Lieutenant Dan. Probably what he's best known as. And in Apollo 13, he was the one that didn't get to go into space because his kids were sick. And they didn't want to risk it. Yeah. So... I didn't, I didn't hear this story, but I heard from from both CJ and Decker that at one point Joe pulled out the airsick bag and was waving it around in there, and they thought he was being funny. No, he was trying to get it open because he was convinced he needed it, and he was struggling to open it. So we're we're kind of chuckling about that. But then the one part that Decker told me that he appreciated, though, and I'm going to drop a Simpsons reference for everybody out there. And it, kudos to you if you get this, but when the mission really starts to get intense, Decker started going, Grams, ooh, those golden grams, crispy, crunchy, gram cereal, brand new breakfast treat. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, watch Homer in Space. I'm sure Dan picked up on that, though. I haven't seen that episode for so long. Oh, well, I, I, I picked up on it right away, so we appreciated that. Uh, but yeah, Joe was the one who... We could do a whole fucking episode on this guy. That's why we got to have him on. When we were walking past, there had that band at Hollywood Studios, like Mulch, Sweat, and Shears. Is that it, Eric? Something like yep. that? Yep. It's like a plant-themed band. They would rock out. They'd have like a giant bus and everything. We're walking past them while they're in the middle of a performance. And Joe just screams at the top of his lungs, like, ah! like this, this high-pitched, quick scream. 
and they they come to a halt, and you just hear one of the guy goes, "Those guys must be from Jersey," <laughs> and we all just start laughing hysterically, because <sighs> they knew, they just knew. But I've always had a good time with Joe. Uh, he he was one of my groomsmen at the wedding. We uh we had some fun. We brought him to we we all went to Epcot to hang out and drink and everything. Although uh we did not we did not make him ride Mission Space a second time. So we, he had already learned his lesson with that one. We were all just kind of hanging out at Epcot. We brought him to Jelly Rolls to go to the piano bar and everything. And that was when they had the uh That was the other funny story with him staying at the house. He was sleeping in my recliner and cause I didn't really have like, I wasn't really set up to have house guests at the time. I didn't really have a lot of sleeping room, but Joe didn't care. He's like, I can sleep in a recliner just fine. Just let me sleep by the window. So I've got a nice breeze on me to keep me cool. And you know, just give me a little blanket and I'll be good. So we gave him a blanket and he slept by the, rec- you know, he slept by the window, whatever he needed to do. So the next day, at night, because it's like after the rehearsal dinner and everything, Joe's just like, hey, I got to tell you something. <laughs> He's like, so, you know that blanket you gave me? I'm like, what about it? He's like, so I thought you gave me like a kid's blanket because of how small it was. And I didn't realize until like halfway through the night that it was folded in half the whole time. <laughs> so we kind of start laughing. And I'm like, why are you telling us this now? He's like, because I needed the whole day to come to terms with my stupidity to admit this. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I also, my, my, uh, God, I've got too many stories. I can't blow all my material on this, but I'll, I'll tell this one real quick and then I'll, I'll wrap this part up because it's just a funny story. He, he doesn't have to be here for this one. So we're doing a show in Connecticut and I get it. My, my cell phone rings and it's Joe and he's like, Hey, uh, Tell Glitter, I'm on my way. I'm going to be a little late. Uh, I had to stop and mark out for the Vince building. Because if you're driving up through Connecticut on 95, you pass WWE headquarters. You can't miss it. It's got the giant flag and everything. But I just love that he's like, I had the, he called it the Vince building. So I kind of giggled about that. And after I hang up the phone, one of the other wrestlers who's there, Matt Turner, is like, was that Image? I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey. He's like, so this show's at a Christian school. <laughs> he's like, how much you want to... We should make a bet as to how long it's going to take until Image curses when he gets here. And we're all laughing about that because, you know, full-blooded Italian from Jersey, who's also a pro wrestler. There's no filter on this guy. So me, Matt Turner, and Mike Collis started this up. And then everybody, of course, gets in on it immediately. And we're just like, all right, so when Joe shows up at this Christian school, how long until he swears? Joe walks in through the door and goes, Matt Turner, how the fuck are you? Right away. And we all start laughing. And Turner's like, yes, I won the bet. Because Turner said it was going to be the first thing he said. <laughs> that was his part of the bet. And Joe's like, what? And we, and we tell him, of course. Then he starts giggling about how funny that is. He's like, you guys made a bet about me cursing? <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, yeah. And it's like, we know you. I have like 200 other stories, but... Uh, still 14 more people to get shout-outs for. We'll get to the rest of you next week if we're not in food comas. If you haven't heard your name yet, don't worry. You're there. I haven't Turkey. missed you. Turkey. 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 Ham. <laughs> Stuffing mashed potatoes. Pumpkin pie. Cranberry sauce. Do you like cranberry sauce? 
Depends. How many eggnogs in am I? Uh, I I can't do eggnog. I I don't have a taste for that one. Me either. I normally just go straight for the Jaeger. (laughs) I'm like, it's green, right? It's kind of holiday-ish. I guess. (laughs) Oh, sorry, kitty. I just stepped on my cat. Oh, God. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. We all had a dollar for every time. Every time you step on a cat. We wouldn't need a Patreon <laughs> to make sure we could keep the server going. She's <laughs> like, why have you done this? Okay. But yeah, um, no, uh, cranberry sauce. I actually like cranberry sauce, but apparently it's not a popular opinion. It's one of the more hated things on the Thanksgiving smorgasbord. I don't mind it. It just has to be in the right context. Like, I can't just have cranberry sauce by itself, but on a holiday sandwich from Earl a sandwich? Mm, hell yeah. Dude, I don't even mind if it's a slice of the can. It looks like the can still. I actually like the canned cranberry sauce. I don't have a problem with it. You know, the best part about it is because it's, it comes with the little rivets on the can. It's the easiest thing in the world to slice because you just follow that. Just follow the rivets. <laughs> so I believe right now at Desert Bus they are singing the final countdown, but they have re- they have taken out the word count and have put in the word bus. So it's the final bus down. The final and then they're going to crash bus. the bus. They're going to crash the bus at the end of the song, and then the show's going to end. That's a hell of a way to end your stream, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... What is your opinion on Thanksgiving turkey? I am for it. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? Because that's one where I've, I've heard a lot of people debating about how they just don't give that much of a shit about the turkey. I mean, overall, yes, because stuffing is king. And full-on actual mashed potatoes instead of Instamash is fucking fantastic. And then there's pie later. And this is like at the end of the day, I think turkey is like second from the bottom. But still, you got to have it and it is still good. Dude. I feel like turkey is like a bad one night stand after a night out. It's probably pretty dry, but you're going to eat it anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter, still had sex. And no comment from Chris, which I'm assuming. <laughs> There it is. (laughs) All right. White meat or dark meat? Dark meat. Ah, you know, I'm a breast man. What can I say? (laughs) Well, I'm a leg man, so that answers that question. Uh, Do you like the stuffing that comes from the bird, or do you actually like the the store brand stovetop type? Stovetop. Nah, gotta have that sagey taste of the sausage in it, bro. Nah, it's okay to be wrong, Dan. <laughs> no, you're so wrong. <laughs> no, the stovetop stuff is the uh, shit. I, I love stuffing, like, a lot, but, like, stovetop brand, it just, it's not quite there. I gotta have that sausage in there. Whether or not it has to be in the turkey or not, I don't give a fuck if it was cooked in the turkey or not. 
But I gotta have that full on homemade. <clears throat> do you douse your shit in gravy? I do this weird thing where I have a, the like gravy in its own little bowl, and I will just dip whatever I'm going to eat in it. A lot like soy sauce. I treat it basically like a fucking sushi roll. That is interesting, actually. I kind of pour it over everything, but I'm not like a person that's just like, I might as well have had it in a bowl because I put so much on there. Do you yeah, enjoy see, like, like corn souffle, green bay casserole, baked mac and cheese? What other kind of like sides do you throw out there with your Thanksgiving dinner? Hmm. I normally just do like corn on the cob or loose corn if I can't get the cob <laughs> and uh, stuffing turkey ham like that. That's normally my go to. And then, you know, whatever desserts, so pie and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm making the pie this year, but it's so simple pie. Favorite type of pie? Ooh. I mean, overall, apple, but for Thanksgiving, it's got to be some pumpkin. Or... I have to have a slice of both, no matter what. I got to have my oh. apple pie slice, and I need my pumpkin pie slice. Overall... Pecan pie. It's my favorite fucking pie. Ooh. Because oh, it's okay. just a straight shot of sugar into your face. <laughs> <laughs> Have we met? Like, that's really what I do when I'm drinking I monster. You're, you're, I'm your second monster already. Why was that the funniest description ever? Because <laughs> that's what a pecan pie is. All right, crash that bus. They're crashing the bus now. Yeah. But I do love pumpkin pie. <laughs> Dude, imagine if somebody was, like, imagine if this was a live show and somebody was just tuning in and just heard Dan go, yeah, crash that bus with no extra context. (laughs) (laughs) Just just imagine. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love. uh... And it literally just went offline immediately. (laughs) Nice. They were like, crash that bus. Yeah. Off. There's no outro or anything. They just kill it. That's actually that's, that's the best way to do that's it. That's actually you're the like best. I love it. That's the best I way mean, to do it. Dude, you're literally 45 minutes away from being on a complete full week. They started at 9 p.m. last Friday. They ended at 8.14 p.m. this Friday. Do they ever have tech issues where, like, the stream cuts out on them and they've got to come back? or They've got to shut it down occasionally to fix things that go out of whack. Especially okay. the last couple of years where they had to have some people not at a set calling in from home and stuff. It's, gotcha. <clears throat> and then, of course, Twitch doesn't like it when you go for so long. Um, sometimes Twitch makes you go log off for a second. Mm. They, yeah, Twitch is like, I don't know, they do something to your stream where you think it's OBS, but it's not. They just fucking cut cut you off. So I think there's like a server refresh on Twitch or whatever, and like you can't go for more than 24 hours without it beginning you. I think it was like a safety thing that was put on there just in case you accidentally left it going or whatever. Came Probably. like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Did you hear that one? Where like Snoop was in a stream and he rage quit a game and left 
and did not turn the stream off, and he came back like five hours later, and the stream was still going. Oh, really? That's funny as hell. Yep. <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> oh, man, Snoop Dogg. What a great person. What a guy. Wait, how did we I've... go from Thanksgiving dinner to Snoop Dogg? This is how, yeah. Welcome to the I, nerd I... table. I, I would totally invite Snoop Dogg to, like, Thanksgiving. Yeah, celebrity. What celebrity would you would you invite to Thanksgiving? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, I don't know. No, dead serious. You know That's. <laughs> do you know uh, the um? What is it? Because this was on the Big Bang Theory, of course. They did that test. The one thing where it's like uh, it was it was it was some kind of uh one of those tests. It was like questions to. It was it was that test. It's like. The, the questions that lead to love, it was it was supposed to be like deep, intimate, personal questions. And then you would stare into each other's eyes or something. The New York Times actually has the whole thing listed, like three sets. And then the first question was always given the choice of anyone in the world. Whom would you want as a dinner guest? And I always said. And Neil deGrasse Tyson became my answer. So I didn't even have to think about that one. Huh. Because when you think, well, think about the context of what you're doing. You're inviting them over. You're essentially inviting them over to dinner. So you're going to want to have a conversation with them. So who's somebody you want it, you'd want to actually have a real conversation with? I'd want to have it with somebody who's extremely intelligent, who I could learn from, and who would be able to talk about something that I'm fascinated in. Everybody always goes with the usual suspects. They go with f- actors, musicians, their crushes. People are like, oh, he's going to say Christopher Walken or he's going to say Sasha Banks. Like, no, I would actually say Neil deGrasse Tyson. He'd be the most interesting dinner guest. I feel like you definitely would learn a lot. Before him, it would have been Stephen Hawking. I would have invited to dinner. Although his favorite food was oysters, and I don't know if I'd want to eat that. So, I mean, he can have all the oysters he wants. There's oyster stuff, man. I mean. He can have all the oysters he wants. I'll pass, but. I feel like we've done this already because I think you already know who I would invite over. Dave Chappelle. Yes. We have had that conversation before. And who would Dan invite over? ScarJo. Your mother. My mother's a very nice lady. Would it be Scarlett Johansson? No. Natalie Portman? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be anybody famous. It's the choice of anyone in the world. So, like... Well, I was saying celebrity, but yeah, I guess we... Well, everybody always what? goes with a celebrity, but, like, if you're going to really open it up to somebody, if there's ever been, like, somebody that you've wanted to meet, if there's, like, a YouTube... like. I'd have dinner with James Rolfe without thinking twice. Cause I, I follow the shit out of his, out of him. I, the first, when I discovered the angry video game nerd, he was still the angry Nintendo nerd and he had only released 13 yep. episodes. <laughs> and now he's about to release episode 200. So I've been following him for quite a while. Yeah. It was he, like when he joined screw attack or whatever. Yeah. And it was, like, him and, like, the guy that did 
that made a ripoff of Captain N called Captain S, and it was all Sega games. And then there was a Jewish guy that was like the Jewish Mario. <laughs> Dan, would you invite Oscar to dinner? Sure. Who? One of his favorite wrestlers. She's she's probably the best female Japanese wrestler going today. And female Japanese wrestlers uh, will kick the shit out of you. So she's an ass kicker. I don't know. Like, it depends. Like, what do I want to accomplish? Do I want to just have a, a good time? Do I want to network? Do I want to? That's true, too. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people that would be there where I would just be pitching ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. If I wanted to hear some stories, man, I feel like you'd have to pick somebody old that would have a lot of stories to share. But then. They also have to be alive still. So, like... That's part of the thing, right? Is, like, the interpretation of the question is it would have to be somebody who's alive. Betty White. Oh, my God, yeah. And Betty White would to make be a woman laugh. And hopefully hit it off. And maybe one thing leads to another. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, at the same token, like, let's say I did choose Sasha Banks or Becky Lynch to be my dinner guest. I wouldn't hit on them. I would actually just want to, like, form a friendship with them. Or would it just turn into the um, the Chris Farley show? Remember, remember, remember when you did the, the, the thing? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing, if you're inviting an older person to dinner, you you want them to also be lucid enough to tell you their stories. So Betty White's a good choice there, because not everybody would probably be able to engage you in a good conversation at that age. You know who would be a great older dinner guest who could tell stories and would probably be funny as fuck? Mel Brooks. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then I would just be like, you remember when you did the... It's awesome. Oh, hey, can you stop talking about my movies? <laughs> I passed the brisket already. I think the funniest part in any of your movies is when King Richard shows up and he kisses Maid Marian and then you go, it's good to be the king. It's a callback. Classic. I'm That's aware awesome. of the callback. I wrote the damn scene. Pass the butter. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My Let's dinner. talk about how every single one of your movies to date could not happen now. You know what? He might actually want to talk about that. <laughs> 100%. Blazing Saddles will never happen again. That movie's amazing. Well, my favorite is like a person that responds to like all people who say that that movie couldn't be made now. He's like, yeah, because if you got the... The script, you'd be like, wait, this is Blazing Saddles. That's already been made. <laughs> That's a funny answer. <laughs> but you know what? South Park is still going. South Park rips on everything. They're trying to get off the air. <laughs> yeah, but they have not succeeded. Well, I would imagine if they were anywhere else those first handful of years, they would have gotten thrown off. Just based upon their hating their video in like 10 seconds before it has to go on the air. 
<laughs> like they would have been like, yeah, we're going to air this now, but you have no more <laughs> episodes that are happening on our channel. Good old South Park. But it was Comedy Central, and it was the point where they were going to make their own content and not just host old comedy shows. And they needed that fresh content. It's all about the timing. Hell, look at some of the old Saturday Night Live skits you couldn't be able to get away with today. So much. So much. <laughs> I would see. I want to see them try to bring back Pat. No, I always hated that skit. Because now it would just be about how much of a monster you are because you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, but the... the... That was one of those. That was one of those things where that's the the idea behind that character had a shelf life, and they let that shelf life expire and kept it on the shelf and kept pushing it. Did you know it was uh, Norm Norm's first day on SNL, and um, Farley like pulls him aside to a different. Uh, I'm going to tell you the biggest secret of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Pat's a man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first thing he thought when he used to work there. Oh man, two of the uh, greats, man, and they're gone. Uh, I don't want to talk about that. Let's keep the show uplifting. We still have some time left, so. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I've been wanting. I wanted to do this. I mentioned this on our our patron exclusive uh, straight shooting show. I did a free episode for my birthday where I answered dating questions, like just just to just to amuse myself. But I mentioned this little set of questions, these thirty six questions. I'm like, I, I kind of want to do this on the nerd table and kind of like answer these questions and have like a discussion about it. And you guys don't have to worry about like me falling in love with either of you because I've already done that many years ago. So, but let's anyway get back to the questions. Because they're act- some of them are actually pretty interesting. Not all of them, but some of them are interesting. Like the second one, would you like to be famous and in what way? You ever actually put any thought into this? Yes. About why and how I became famous? Well, more what would happen if people did did know who you were and you did have a following because I've always wanted that to be the ultimate goal of this channel and this project and the podcast and everything to become known enough that I could appear at conventions and do meet and greets and stuff like that, but not so well known that I'd have the paparazzi up my ass. I, you know who I think has the perfect level of... Alan Tudyk. Fucking bravo. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I would totally just bring a picture of the chicken that he plays and have him sign that. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey. Because I have a feeling he would absolutely love that. Oh, he was hey, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was hey, hey. <laughs> on the back of it it should just say I went to Juilliard <laughs> <laughs> and I get to play this chicken I'd be like can you do uh, Clayface and the Joker from Harley Quinn 
bravo! <laughs> like, it literally Clayface playing the Joker. It's <laughs> actually, he's actually, he's both characters in that. Yeah, show. he is. I would pick, like, Elon Musk. His kind of popularity? His kind of fame, right? Like, cause so you're just rich. <laughs> That's what you want to be, is just rich. Ba- let's be real, man. He's basically fucking Batman. <laughs> he's Batman. He's he's creating all this shit. His truck already looks like it belongs in the fucking DC universe. And he he built a rocket. He's got space station stuff. <laughs> he's building the Justice League as we speak. <laughs> he's going to be the guy that gets to Mars. Elon Musk. What I also appreciate about Elon Musk is that he 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 will do stuff like when was the last time South Park had a genuine guest voice actor on that show? Yeah. It was it was probably Elon Musk as himself poking fun at himself. Didn't he also do that at uh, Rick and Morty? Yeah, he was Elon Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> when he did the uh, the heist episode. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> Which is funny, because it's like, he's aware that people are making fun of him, but he doesn't care because he's fucking rich. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, okay, so so Eric just doesn't really care about being famous, he just wants to be rich. He wants people no, to know him for being rich. that's not true. I want, I want his level of celebrity status for a few reasons. One, I <clears> do think he's incredibly, like... He's just very creative, and I like his whole energy efficiency, and he's trying to bring power to nations that don't have power and stuff like that. And I feel like he's almost at that level where he can just go to like these countries and build literal power stations for all these people, and it wouldn't fucking affect them. And, and he would just do it for the hell of it, just because he could. He's the type of person who would do things, good things, because he can. Yeah. Yes, yes, you are correct. So, he's the anti-Zuckerberg. Yeah. And Alan Tudyk might be who I asked to come to Thanksgiving. <laughs> there you go. So Yeah, I would go for an Alan Tudyk Bruce Campbell level. <laughs> so, I, what's your role in Serenity? Yeah. Or you're a convention hot boy. So my level of quote unquote fame that I want is I want to be famous for being a an author, a streamer, and a podcaster, which is I'm I'm going in those directions. I'm not famous for any of them, but I'm doing the stuff that I want. And I holy shit, did you just describe ninja? Did I? I think you did. Um, Describe Tim the Tatman, who I literally grew up with in New York. I want to the same church and everything. I want to have well a well known notoriety enough that I could appear in a Weird Al music video. Okay, and I could do guest stuff with other major content creators like James Rolfe for example, 
and your appear action on figures your cherry. Yes, appear in a st- yeah. That would that would be a goal, man. To be in a weird out music video. Jack Black. Yes, <laughs> but I also don't. I also would still want to be able to go to the grocery store without being hounded. So you th- think somebody's going out and hounding fucking Jack Black when he goes to the grocery store? Absolutely not. He's the one doing the hounding. True, but you know what I'm saying. There are there there are ways that I would want to just be like, yeah, I, I I wouldn't ever want it to get to a point where people knew exactly how to find me and were harassing me and everything, and I could still kind of do my own thing. Okay, so to to. You don't you don't know who this person is, Eric. Dan does, but it is a famous wrestling person whose podcast I follow, Jim Cornette, old wrestling manager who's got a podcast now that you know has a has that split fan base because people love him or hate him kind of thing. But I find him to be very entertaining. He's another one of those brutally honest guys where he he always tells the truth about what he thinks and it just doesn't gel with other people's opinions. And sometimes he says things I don't agree with. Actually, a lot of times he does, but it doesn't matter. I find him entertaining. But he's got that perfect level of fame because he can he can do a podcast. He's got millions of listeners. <clears throat> His, uh, he, he makes thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on running a merchandise store, right? But he can just wander around Louisville and just be himself. Nobody ever hounds him or harasses him. That's a good life right there. He's financially set. He's still got money coming in, and he can basically do whatever the hell he wants. That's that's cool. And that's actually true for a lot of pro wrestlers, because a lot of pro wrestlers do fly under the spotlight in mainstream public. Uh, not like John Cena, but there are other wrestlers who can just go to the store, and the majority of people aren't going to know who they are. So there's 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 a good level of notoriety right there. Did we answer that question? Uh yeah, it sounds to me. Oh my god, this fucking cat's going nuts with her toy. <laughs> That's the best part. Alright, let's do another question. This is an easy one. Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say and why? <sighs> yes and no. Depends on what you're calling about, right? It it really depends. Yeah. It really depends. Because if I'm calling somebody or if I'm joining a call, because I'm adding like conference calls and stuff, then yeah, I'll prepare myself to answer questions because it's probably work related or an interview. So I, I probably practice beforehand. If I'm calling anybody else, not really. If I pick up the uh, phone to call you, I'm not rehearsing anything. It's literally because I want to talk to you or I have right. to tell you something. Exactly. <laughs> the, the information is like, I'm not going to practice how I'm going to tell you that, like, I got a PS5 or something. You know, I'll probably just call you and be like, I fucking got it. It fucking exists. <laughs> However, if I was going to call you with bad news, I might actually rehearse that in my head before I make the call. <laughs> yeah 
I I like to do the redirect method. So it'd be like, hey, you know, uh, you ever had a dog, and it like passed away. I mean, I've had really cats that passed away, but yeah, and and you feel really bad about it. Well, I, I, I have something that's not at the same level as that, but um, <laughs> I crashed a car. And then, you know, go from there. <laughs> like, something is not as bad as the information that I said first. I'm never answering the phone bad. when you call again. I'm just not answering. <laughs> Listen, whenever I call you, it's normally this. Hey, you up? Can I come over? Cool, I'm outside. I'm already uh, here. Possibly. <laughs> already here well I'm like he's fucking joking and I looked at the people and you were literally standing there just fucking giggling <laughs> uh, what about you Dan well I don't do many phone calls so when I do it's usually a call I don't want to make and so I do always prepare what I'm going to say because it's always like, I gotta call Microsoft and tell them that my Xbox is broken. Or, I gotta call Microsoft and tell them that somebody hacked my account. All <laughs> I'm getting from this is you have to call Microsoft a lot. I had to call Microsoft twice when in the 360 era. So. I got the red rings twice. Yeah, I got red rings. Yes. I didn't get a red ring for a very long time. Like, I had friends that were, like, on their fifth replacement before it happened to me once. Yeah, but it happened. And, you know, got it sent out, got it back. It was fine. Actually, the Microsoft one was the best because I just got to the system, and I was like, I'm hitting zero. And I got a white boy that spoke English. And I was like, thank you. And took care of that. And he took care of when I got hacked. And it was probably the best. I hear horror stories, and I'm like, you should have just hit zero and gotten a white boy. It was like the local Chinese restaurant. Guy running the phones in the front counter. White boy. I know. You know what? No, I'm going to say it. I know, it's, I know it sounds racist, it's because it is, and I'm working on it, but when I make a phone call for customer service, and it's not he's gonna an say American it. accent, he's gonna say I get it. pretty pissed off. He's going to say it. He said it. <laughs> I, I instantly go into, you don't give a fuck about this conversation whatsoever, and nothing's going to get done, because they didn't give you enough power to do anything. They just wanted somebody to pick up the phone. Have, I get it, and it it just it's shit. It's real shit. Have you ever noticed? And this is true that because we've worked in customer service for how long now, Eric? Forever. I think it's everything I've done in my life has been customer service related. How great is it though when you get the legitimate person who actually gives a shit about their job and gives a shit about helping you, and you can tell. Oh. It's, it's the I, greatest I, feeling I, in the world, and I always compliment them and let them know that, like... Also, have you ever done this before? Have you ever had to, like, call with an issue where, like, you know it's going to be a negative conversation, and it's something that you know isn't in their power, but 
like I've said it to, I've said it to the person who answered the phone. I'm like, you know, I understand this isn't your fault. I'm not mad at you. You know, I work in customer service too, so I understand what it's like. And you ever notice that that actually softens them up a little bit? Yeah. Cause they're already prepared. They, they've got the shield up. They're preparing to hear bitching and they're prepared to have it being taken out on them. And some of them are, be, are somewhat broken as a result of that. And, but you can still get through them. There's still some human soul left in there. You just have to know how to find it. Like I remember, um, in fact, this happened when I went to Eastern State Penitentiary with Miranda. We got to the hotel super early and I went up to the desk and just politely asked, and of course, the girl started giving me the standard response. And I said, Oh, no worries about it. I said, Hey, I've worked at a front desk as a front desk agent for th- like over three years. So I know what kind of questions you get. I'm not going to harass you about it and everything. And you could tell that she softened up immediately when I said that because and I now they're more open to hooking you up. Yeah. She and she started working with me too. She's like, take my business card. Give me a call and I'll let you know if something opens up. Yeah. She opened up immediately. It's almost like stay with me on this one guys. It's almost like when you're nice to people in customer service they'll actually work with you. No 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 that that can't be right. What a that what a can't thing. be right. If you don't go full on Karen or Kyle they or, no it's not Kyle it's Kevin. We we determined it's Kevin. If you don't God, go... F- always a Kevin. There's always a Kevin. <laughs> there's always, that was one of my favorite Harry Potter memes I ever saw where it's like, where it's like, doesn't it just bother you that, like, Kevin posted this quiz about being a Gryffindor? It's like, shut up, Kevin, you stupid Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's like, take your dumb Kevin face and go back to your house in the kitchen. And I was like, I love that it's a guy named Kevin that they're going after. Those damn Kevins, man, I'm telling you. If any Kevins so, are listening to this right now, I'm not sorry. One of the first cars I ever bought from a dealership, I got a phone call for the extended warranty. That was a surprise, right? <laughs> At the time, I was just like, you know what? I could use the extended warranty. So I was actually getting ready to do it. And then I got connected to somebody in a different country. And I was like, I'll just buy another car. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's never had it go to that extent, but... No, I'm an adult now. I need to have show responsibility. Maybe I should extend my warranty. If I'm exchanging information on the phone, I need to be able to understand you 100%. And if I can't, then I'm not giving you, I'm not giving you my information. Yeah. Just, you don't get my information. Bottom line. I've already had my identity stolen. Like, a f- well, I guess once, but it's just been passed around like a freaking sorority girl in a frat house. <laughs> uh, I'm getting God. canceled for that one. My bad. <laughs> Did, no, no one's getting canceled on the show. 
Nobody who listens to this show would ever try to cancel us anyway. We're not we're not that controversial and we're also not we're not famous enough to get canceled. I don't know about you, man, but I feel like Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, without the money. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing, isn't it? It is a thing, isn't it? I'd be perfectly fine if anybody wants to give me some, you know, Then we money. got people who are famous, but I never figured out why. Like the Kardashians. Like Yeah, like the Kardashians. Or... Paris Hilton. <laughs> yeah. I know, she, I know why she was famous. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> I think... Um, <clears throat> I think one of the big things about, like, the undeserving fame, though, speaks volumes to the whole... Uh, and I'm not trying to shit on Americans when I say this, but this is totally Americans' fault that people buy into that trash TV shit and make them famous. They pay attention to what they do. And that's why they roll with it. It's, it's, it's not just that. I think it's literally everyone around the world loves a good train wreck. And a lot of the celebrities that we enjoy are just, they're talented in one thing, but a complete train wreck in everything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, do you remember B.O.B., the singer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Talented singer thinks the world is flat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Paris, Paris Hilton has an actual. She's she's really good at business, and apparently blowjobs, and she's a fucking train wreck as well. I mean, Chris Benoit was a super talented pro wrestler, and then he murdered his family. <laughs> so there's a lot of. A lot of ways. Claim less dependence every year on taxes, I guess. Too soon? That happened in 2007. So, no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Honestly, though, thanks to the wrestling community, there are no more Benoit jokes left to be made. There really aren't. It is one of those strange things because they'll they'll separate things for circumstances, but people will not separate Benoit because of brain damage. Like he only did that because his brain was severely his brain damaged. was completely damaged. Yeah. So like that's not who he is or who he was. But yet people people, uh, people will vilify him, will vilify for the rest of his life. But at the same career. time, you have a wrestler like the Ultimate Warrior who was known for being a scummy person, perpetuating hate speech, and when he died, everybody all of a sudden decided he was an asset to the industry, even though he was a shitty wrestler the whole time. So, like, it's one shitty of those things. Shitty wrestler, shitty person. But, but they're like, oh, but this person is, you know, ever because of circumstance did this to them, and so blah, 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 but, like, Ben was like, no. 
Yeah, it's that, that one's not. It, it's a weird thing. And, but here's the thing, and I'll I don't want to make this like a commentary thing, but I think it needs to be said. I understand if you can't separate the person to enjoy their body of work. Like I understand that, but like Joffrey. <laughs> But you know what? There, dude, there are people who literally can't with certain actors well, because of how good they were a bad person. My mother cannot stand Kiefer Sutherland for his entire life because of fucking Stand By Me in the 80s. <laughs> wow. That means his role was convincing. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to admit, if I see Joffrey out on the street, I'll get a little mad, but I know it's not him. I know it's not the real thing. I just feel like... I. I think it's because oh, it so you- literally remem- uh, remind me of the fucking show. And I'm like, Jesus, you're such a good fucking actor. I hate it. <laughs> you hear every every few months or so about, like, yeah, like, Lena Heedy hearing about that, like, people steer clear of her. Oh, yeah, but she loves that. She's like, that means my portrayal of Cersei is convincing that people feel this way. I, I mean, personally, I'd embrace the hell out of that. It's like, I mean, at least they're not bothering me every two seconds. I'd also mock the people for not being able to. I'd play a little bit of that character, too, by mocking the people who can't differentiate. You well, would shame the them? Fuck. You don't, know the, you don't know the Fuck difference yeah, between make-believe and reality? <laughs> but that's the other thing, right? Is like, uh, like, some people can't separate it, but but I strongly encourage people to at least try because I feel like you're you're doing a disservice to yourself. Like, like people don't want to enjoy anything Harry Potter because of J.K. Rowling. And it's like you can still enjoy what she created. You just you don't have to support her as a human being. Like, well, I don't want to yeah. I don't want I don't want to make her any money. OK, then don't. But then don't look at it as making her money. Like when that Harry Potter Hogwarts video game comes out. Look at it as supporting the video game creators, like the people who worked on it. Look at it that way. Like the Cosby show. It's a great show. Yeah. Fuck Bill Cosby uh, as a person, but go go back and watch the show and and enjoy it for what it was. Secondhand, like I did with my Bill Cosby albums, right? Like Those are second, maybe even third or fourth hand. He didn't make no money off of me getting that. (laughs) (laughs) The money like, he made off of that record happened 40 years ago. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, I'm not shitting on anybody who can't pull it off, but I always say just give it a try because you might, you're you're missing out on content and you might surprise yourself at how tolerable you actually can be to some things if you, if, if you want to enjoy something, I think you'll find a way to enjoy it. I, I have a feeling like there's Kelly. people who are so determined to be such of a, um, what is the wordage for that kind of thing? Um, they're so determined to be so much of a hater, I guess. No, it's just, that's the thing I was thinking of, but like, they're so determined to like, um, you know, be so much higher, higher, whatever that like elitist, you're going to, they're trying to be find, an elitist. You're going to find a reason to not watch or partake in anything. And you're going to be a lesser person for it. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Because I mean, there's like I mean, like American History X. I think every uh, every American should watch it once in their lifetime. Uh, he'll be a better person and a better American. But I'm sure you can find 
reason to not watch that movie because of some actor or some director or whatever. Or you hear that Edward Norton's an asshole while making a movie, so you don't want to watch any of his movies. Well, that's a form you, that's a life forming movie (laughs) that you're going to miss out on because you're trying to virtue signal. Got it. Yep. Was that a whip? Damn right. Slapping my hands together. Really hard. Really hard. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, Jesus, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) And you miss out on that. And you're like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch, you know, blah, 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 like old movie from the 40s because everyone was a racist. Well, that was. No, I can't watch movies from the 40s because it's in fucking black and white. And there's some movies (laughs) I cannot. Okay, well, here's here's a perfect example. Everybody vilified Michael Jackson for so long, but the second he died, he was the king of pop again. And then 12 years later, they do it all over again. And yeah. and they found no reason to do anything, yet still people are just like, no. But that's the other thing, too, right? Like, you can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that something... Like, I feel like... I, I I actually had a dream about this once. I had a dream that Kevin Sullivan on his deathbed admitted to murdering the Benoit family <laughs> and and like what the reaction was. And people were still like, uh, yeah, but but fuck the Benoits. Like people were still finding reasons to I, I just feel like if you're that determined to to like something, you're going to find a reason to like it. If you're that determined to hate something, you'll look for every excuse to, to hate it. But I agree my, with that. My thing. hand still hurts, by the way. Jesus. That guy, dude, it sounded like a whip. I was just like, <laughs> what kind of fucking sex dungeon? I just think it's, 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 it's my left hand that hurts, not my right. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that on that cheerful ass note, we're gonna wrap up another edition of the Nerd Table. No, no, we have to actually do something <laughs> to to wrap wrap. Yeah, we're gonna have to do something positive, something posy. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. I'll try to think of something. <laughs> so, my birthday is in four weeks. Then it's Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Let's answer one more of those questions real quick. We'll we'll close out the show with this one. What would constitute a perfect day for you? That's always been an interesting question to me. What do I consider to be a perfect day? I mean, first things first, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to have to do anything. I'm not going to have to run an errand. I'm not going to have to put gas in my car. You know what I mean? Like, Nothing's going to happen that I'm going to have to do. The only things I'm going to have to do are eat and poop and sleep, right? Well, Basically. I think you're going to have to get laid. I mean, that could be part of it. I mean, it's a perfect day, right? <clears throat> yeah. But when people always talk about perfect day, I think, where would you actually be for a perfect day? Because... First of all, the weather has to be perfect. It has to be something perfectly favorable for you. So you got to think of what's your favorite kind of weather. And for me, it's a clear, sunny day with a crisp temperature in like the 50s or 60s with autumn colors. 
Wait, you're, you're part of your day is going outside? <laughs> Just giving right? the weather. I don't give a fuck what the weather's doing. Jesus it's Christ. fucking snowing ash. And I'm like, whatever. As long as I get internet and my AC's working. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what I always try to constitute for perfect days is whenever my birthday rolls around. Because I always take off work for it. So I can just lay around and do whatever I want. And I make sure there's nothing I have to do that day except enjoy myself but i feel like the weather needs to be perfect it has to be a good time of year the atmosphere has to be nice you would i mean i would sleep in because i like i enjoy sleeping in i would just i would just do whatever i wanted without a care in the world and i don't know if there would be something specific in there because I always had, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm always in the mood to do something different. Some days I, I'm like, I want to watch a movie. Other days I'm like, ah, oh, I, I, I got to watch the next episode of this show. Or today I'm in the mood to listen to a video game. Listen to, play a video game. I was thinking of music too, because that's another one. Sometimes I just want to put on my headphones and blast my playlist, right? So I think that's pretty much what it boils down to is... For me, the perfect day would be a day with absolutely no worries or responsibilities where I can choose everything that happens that day from su- from the time I get out of bed till the time I go to sleep. It's it's a three-step process. I, 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 I need no one to rely on me. I don't want to rely on anybody, and I want to be able to do whatever I want. But those are the three criteria for a perfect day. Agreed. Well, cause and, I, when the question comes up, people are always like, oh, well, a perfect day for me would be at the beach. No, a perfect day for me would be in the mountains. I'm like, now you know what a perfect day for me would be? At home. The cats don't fight that day. They're cuddly and they're kind. And, and, and I eat all three of my meals for the day are things that I really, really love. Like what's your like my favorite breakfast would be eggs, bacon, and pancakes as like a as like a spread. And, and you don't get gassy, you don't have to use the bathroom all day, but you don't feel like you can use the bathroom <laughs> well, all day. Well now we're getting a little unrealistic in my life, but <laughs> Well me too, but still. Like... A big a big hoagie would be my sandwich and like a a a, a pizza would be my dinner, you know, like just the all of the foods that I love. Big sandwich, a pizza. Tacos is one of them. Yeah. Tacos could be there, yeah. And then you know, snacks have cookies, have cake. There's got to be pizza rolls. Is that your thing? Yeah. Is that your go-to? <laughs> pizza rolls taste good, and then afterwards, yeah, they don't feel good coming out. Yeah, they taste good going in. Eating no pizza rolls. We're setting a record on bowel movement references in this episode. I feel like. Oh, we should have kept track. You know, I'm not even talking about, about taking a shit. I'm just feeling like how your gut feels. I am not words. keeping track ever. <laughs> I'm not doing it now, this episode, or any other future one. Oh, you th- okay. Funny story, actually. Uh, back to Disney because I said clicker and uh, uh, and it reminded me of something. Uh, we had rope and I tied rope. Uh, I I did the perfect tie. Right? You ever like wrap it around your arm and then tightly knit it around it and, and it like locked up perfectly. I did that in like a minute and a half and everybody just watched me like, where'd you learn how to fucking tie rope like that? And like, it's a Disney thing. And I really don't, I apparently 
I do it super fast and super nice and super, like, good. <laughs> the skills you learn at Disney is how to tie rope. They all looked uh, at me like I was some sort of fucking murderer or have a uh, rope fetish. Probably the rope fetish. <laughs> uh, so, Letter Kenny, Season 10, Boxing Day on Hulu. Just like last year. The Canadians get it on Christmas, we get it on the Canadian holiday. I mean, I guess you could, as an American, sign up for Crave. Yeah. Or perhaps I could use my ExpressVPN and see if it drops on another platform. But go connect to Canada. I mean, I'm busy on busy playing with my new toys on Christmas. I'll just wait till Boxing Day. Well, this year I'm not getting any new toys because I've got all the toys that I want. Uh, by the time you guys hear us again, I will have seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra in person. TSO! And, and Eric's hyped them up big time. Oh, dude, they're so fucking good. Yeah, you said it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a whole production, right? It yeah. really is. Ah, oh, it's gonna be awesome. So, but so by the time you guys talk to me again, it's gonna be after Thanksgiving, and I'm gonna have seen TSO. So I am gonna be in that full blown, unapologetic Christmas hype. Where it just, boom, get me to Christmas. Yeah, but you're doing Christmas wrong because you're seeing TSO before Thanksgiving. Ugh, there's no such thing as I do Christmas wrong. Christmas hype starts on Boxing Day, damn it. That's your quote, too, Daniel. <laughs> uh, you know what's really cool, though? On the 23rd of December, uh, my job has a private movie theater reserved for us, at, and we're going to get to watch Christmas Vacation on the big screen. That's See, awesome. When I, was, when I was growing up, the uh, employee club where my father worked had a Christmas thing where we went to a local theater and they showed a movie. <clears throat> and then we all got like a $20 gift card to the Toys R Us. You know, it would be part of my perfect day if I could rent out a movie theater and just get a bunch of friends together and play video games on the big screen. Yeah, that would be nuts. That would be awesome. imagine how far away from the screen you would sit. <laughs> I know where my perfect seat is in the theater, so just... just what run... is it your perfect seat for playing a video game? Well, run those goddamn extension cords and give me my controller. <laughs> Actually, yeah, as long as the controller can still read where the, the game is. I mean, I've oh, seen people do that before. Like, people have, like, connections in movie theaters will actually, like, rent out a private theater for friends and they'll hook up their game systems and everything. So I know it's possible. I'd roll with that. Ah, all right. Did we end on a nice positive note this time? Yes. All right. So Thanksgiving, Christmas hype, TSO. I'll d discuss the concert and I don't know, whatever else you guys want us to talk about. Uh, there's a couple of, couple of, uh, shout outs left to go and uh, i got some project ideas that i really want to get going on the youtube so keep an eye out for that i might actually do a couple of separate channels connected to the club kayfabe channel just because i have a couple of different ideas i want to translate um i will make this announcement though because this is something i am looking to do and get people for i am going to do 
more Chris Ranks the Universes, and I am going to start transitioning those to a video show instead of an audio show. Uh, the next ones I'm looking at doing are a ranking of the original Kanto Pokemon from worst to best, and every Pixar movie from worst to best. And I've got both lists pretty much complete, so I just need people to join me for it. I just need to watch Luca, I think, and that would be... And you'd be you'd be good to go, yeah. Uh, I've heard Jeff express interest. I know Mark has expressed interest. Eric, you can get in on that if you want. We can get a whole roundtable together for that. So, yeah. Th- those are two I'm looking for. If you guys hear something that you want to join in, let me know, because I'd really like to get them going for uh, these coming weeks. So, whoever I get the most... The most people involved with uh, it will be the next list that I do. So, all right, that wraps it up, guys. So, enjoy your holiday. Get nice and full. If you're going to participate in Black Friday shopping, have fun. I think you're a psycho if you want to do that because my mic would stop working the last minute of the freaking. <laughs> well it's all right we're wrapping up but (laughs) y'all have fun out there be safe happy thanksgiving see you guys next time this has been another episode of the nerd table on ckcc radio check out all the shows at ckccradio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode